Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, the only podcast in the world where I speak to musicians and artists about how they've survived doing that thing they do where it doesn't necessarily pay you loads of money to begin with or even when you've established yourself. And there's a lot of stories that have yet to be come out of the woodwork. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get those stories, bring them to you. I'm buzzing to welcome Barney, Barney Artist to the show, who's just about to release a record with Mr. Jukes, who's Jack from Bombay Bicycle Club. It's called The Locket. It's out on the 6th of August, brand new news there. And there's a new single, Check the Pulse, which is playing behind this. It's got an amazing Vivo session, so go and check that out, as well as the August tour dates they've just announced. So thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, do subscribe. This is episode 108. Thank you for everyone who's been sticking around since any point of any of these episodes. I'm so grateful for your listening, and I love doing this every week. East London Signature Brew have been brewing beers with bands since 2011. They've made beers with Mastodon, Idols, Sports Team, recently Hot Chip. And if you go onto their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, you can get beers delivered directly to your door. And with the voucher code 101 podcast, all capitals, you can get 10% off your order. All right, here's Barney Artist. Go well. Let's start with that because over the last year and a half, you know, every every musician who who's been touring for for a living has either had to live super cheap or or and as well as <laughs> you know yeah. find find something to keep you ticking over. Yeah, yeah. What what's what's your story there? So I've been working in retail uh, for about ten years. Uh, so when I was when I was eighteen, I started, and literally I've been doing having a retail job for about 10 years and so this is basically april hit um and i got made redundant um right. from my from, from my job i worked at a jean in a jean shop called edwin i worked there for like four years All right. um so yeah like it was mad because i was kind of staying there anyway for like the last year or so kind of just like really afraid to like jump into the deep end anyway i think i was kind of like always just kind of sticking around and then yeah like lockdown happened and yeah like i had no job and i was like oh my god like i'm a I'm a full-time musician. This is really weird. It didn't feel like normal. Right. It was quite strange. Um, but yeah, man. So it's been a year. It's been a year since I've been doing this uh, full-time. Wow. And, you know, you say maybe a bit frightened to, to take that step to... Yeah. I mean, talk me through that because there must have been a few moments in the last, you know, years that you've thought, oh, you know, go on. Yeah. I think, like, I am big on... Um, so it's a few things. Like, I think, one... I'm very like honest and open with my fan base. Like I, like I let them know that I've got a job. I like, I let them know what's happening in my life. Um, one, because I feel like there's this like weird stigma against like getting a part-time job whilst doing something creative. Like, and I really hate it. Like I hate the fact that like people are like somewhat embarrassed or they're not as, uh, you know, they're not as much of a, a rapper as, the next man just because they've got a part-time job or it's not as mm. much of a actor because they've got a part-time job and that's not the case. Um, so I think, you know, just this like random things, like say like a fan comes into a shop or whatever and like, you know, they kind of like lose their shit. Like you're just there like having to serve another customer whilst like a fan is in the place, like also getting really excited and like working the balance of like calming them down whilst the guy's like, what on earth? Like, why is this person really excited? Like, like they must really love jeans. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, like, as I said, like anyone I've kind of had interactions with, like it's been a fan, has been really, really lovely, especially because I think, I've been very vocal about like jobs and having a job and not being embarrassed about that. So, yeah. I mean, it's mad, isn't it? Cause 
you know, our generation. Are you a millennial? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our generation, it's just like, what the fuck do you do? Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't win sometimes. Yeah, all the yeah. all the time. I think it's especially like with social media and stuff like that. I think it's really easy to kind of get caught up in a in a comparison game, and mm-hmm. yeah, you'll never you'll never ever win. Um, and I think like I just always approach it in a way of like. I'm Eminem in eight mile. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I've got, I just like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Let me tell you exactly what's happening with me before you find out. And so then therefore there's not a sub, like my worst fear is like always like, you know, having to go to like Tesco and, you know, you're acting like you're like this big time rapper and you're there trying to like buy, buy a plum tomatoes for your mum. And the first is like, oh, why are you here? And you're like, oh, well, I mean, and I think that's where like, I've never had that issue where someone's like, oh, what are you doing here? They're kind of like, oh, Barney, like, x y and z so yeah totally you, you do hear in like in, i've read a few interviews with you know some of my favorite bands and they said they yeah. you know they'd be too embarrassed to walk through an mns if that was the, the quickest way <laughs> if that was the quickest way through salisbury do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's that's a valid thing because i think in i mean i i know you know my world is sort of guitar music and my experience yeah. has been that you know community is a big part of of rap music as well yeah what what's your what's your experience there you know did you was there a local scene in forest gate and did you plug into that um i think it's like my journey is a little bit more comp not complicated but a little bit more strange like a lot of rappers are like oh like i grew up on nas at like the age of like seven i was like rapping jay-z and that wasn't me at all like i you know i i kind of i started rapping quite late um i started rapping at the age of like 17 um and i right. was literally by accident you know my my best friend is a guy that i met in, in nursery when we were three years old and his name is alpha alpha mist and he's like a, a really like huge like a big jazz musician in in the uk right now and i've known him since i was three and basically like at the age of 17 he was at college and a girl wanted to learn like sing ordinary people by john legend and so he was like oh like, i'll play that and just taught himself how to play piano and then from there like basically just didn't look back and at the same time of him doing that like he started making jazz jazzy kind of hip-hop beats and i fell in love with it i was absolutely awful but like i i fell in love with the idea of storytelling and stuff like that and i think that's where it kind of started for me so it was it was kind of like i, I worked backwards do you know what i'm saying i kind of was yeah. like okay cool you know people have been doing this for ages and i hadn't but i just really uh, became obsessed with it and kind of just went from there and it's cool that you had that with a friend with like a, yeah, compa- yeah. a companion because yeah. i often think you know art and playing music you're making yourself vulnerable you're putting yourself out there yeah definitely. and that you know is that that must be a weird thing you know almost re- verging on impossible if you don't have someone close to you to to hit you back yeah I, th- I think like i'm very fortunate that a lot of my friends are like i've spent a lot of time with you know so in in that like they've we've kind of all grown together i it's mm-hmm. like I, I suppose the idea of networking across and not necessarily networking up and i think when you do that like the more time you spend doing it you look back and you're like oh we've been doing this for like 10 years and i think that's where what's amazing about it is that we've all kind of done it together um at the same time so yeah no it's a very i'm very very fortunate in that especially because music is such an up and down peaks and valleys sort of industry um kind of great to have. and also like looking at mistakes that your friends might have made you know whether mm. it's oh, signing that deal or mm-hmm. you know putting that song out or whatever and just learning you know or, or then being like oh barney i wouldn't go with those people over there barnes like maybe try this person over here and stuff like that yeah i think that's so important having friends yeah. that just be like you know you know i know you might be excited about this but watch yeah. out <laughs> yeah 100 percent, man like you definitely need that 100 percent 
because that's hard for your friend to do isn't it yeah no definitely like it's, it's such a difficult thing sometimes if, if you don't have transparency um but yeah like i'm very very fortunate that i'm very very honest and open with my bridges and i think that's kind of you know that hums across it all that kind of stuff so yeah because that's leaving school age 17 18 i mean yeah man so people have jobs people are like you know at uni people are all that kind of stuff you're just here just mm. trying to like make words rhyme for a living you know what i'm saying barely barely <laughs> barely for a living you know and, and, and but you know you just kind of end up falling in love with it um halfway through you know and i think that's where the test kind of comes from you were pretty like keen on it pretty quickly then were you you made the decision to be like i'm gonna spend a lot of time doing this yeah, I, f- I think like I hadn't connected with something as much as, as this. I think it was like, right. oh, like I want to get better. Like I like the mm. idea of like it, it's like it being like a jig- jigsaw, you know, I think mm-hmm. rapping or songwriting in general is like, how do you make these things better? How do I, how am I able to like connect with people and make them understand what I'm saying or where I'm from? Mm-hmm. And you kind of see improvements. You go, okay, that song's better than that song I made. Oh, that song's better than that song I made. And it kind of just gets better and better and better. Um, and I think, yeah, you kind of just get addicted to it and obsessed with it a bit. And how how were you like reaching, you know, doing that and then the other side of it being, you know, reaching people? Because I guess SoundCloud mm-hmm. has such a, you yeah. know, f- for a minute back there, it was, you know, you. I mean, maybe, you know, I'm sure people still do it. Discover brand new artists that no one else has ever heard before. Did you do that? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I, well, I met, like, a lot of my, a few of my friends through SoundCloud. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that, like, that right. I work with today. And I think that's, you know, SoundCloud was such a pivotal part of my career. You know, just the idea of being able to have a canvas to just put things on, on and then also connect with people that are like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. the internet is such an amazing place to kind of do that and, and, you know, and learn together. So, yeah, 100%. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, do you feel like the internet being a completely, or SoundCloud being a free platform? And then, you know, this world of being an artist. I mean, how what how many overheads do you have as a rapper? Uh, um, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I hope the tax man's not listening. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, um, not 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 tons. Um, you know, because once again, friendships. You know, so I think if anyone's listening, I think one of the most most important things I would say is just like um, being paid doesn't necessarily mean just like cash in hand being paid can be like well i'm going to do this verse for you can you make this thing for me can it can mm-hmm. i can you sing on this thing for me if i do this thing for you I just caught sort of just like on a real primitive you know back in the day like if you've got a cow you know trading that person who's got eggs for the yeah. you know i'm saying it's just like that yeah. it's just kind of like doing it that way around and so my overheads aren't crazy but obviously the bigger you get the more you kind of have to be like okay cool i need to afford to be able to pay for mixing pay for mastering paying for recording costs paying for studio all that kind of stuff so that kind of grows but like not like huge amounts like i'm not you know luckily for me i'm not like super duper in the red um yeah you know, but yeah no, so it's not the worst I mean, that's the, that's, first of all, that's going to be the story with like every artist, every musician, isn't it? Like, yeah, just, 100%. Because I suppose you've got to put yourself out there before anything's going to come to bite. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't, you never know when it's going to come to bite. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. There's people that I've, that I've met, you know, maybe five years ago that like I randomly met at an open mic night or I randomly met at whoever who then happens to be the person that you, you might need for this thing or might be working with somebody that you want to work with. And I think, mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, also just don't be a dick to people. Like, you never yeah. know who you're going to meet again because it's the music industry is extremely fickle. Like, someone could be the most high-flying person one minute and the next minute they'll, you know, 
they're not or the other way around you know and i think yeah there's definitely instances where people might have heard that i work in a shop or whatever and kind of doubted me a little bit or you know or a little bit like oh and then you know you know luckily for me i'm able to do other bits and pieces and they go oh yeah man remember and i'm just like yeah i remember how you treated me or whatever x y and z and i think that's where it's important to be nice to people it's funny isn't it because that to me just says that you graft i mean <laughs> if you want to work with someone you want to work with someone who works hard yeah well, yeah yes and no i think i think working hard is relative i think you can just because you do something so like for eight like for long like just keep doing the same thing mm. it's about learning from your mistakes and, and 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 growing so it's like working hard is important but also being able to analyze your growth and be like okay that didn't work why mm. didn't it work and i mm -hmm. think sometimes like people think that i'm going to just do this thing over and over and over again um you know and it doesn't work and i think it's being able to adjust and have a have a soundboard of people around you to be like hey i'm not sure if that thing works maybe try mm. this and because mm. like i think holding it like a bat like it's like that what i was saying earlier about people kind of you know being like i have no job i'm grinding i have no money da -da -da -da. i'm now a better musician because i live in a park and don't play bills like it's like no like mm. <laughs> like it doesn't make mm. you more of a musician just because you do it quote unquote harder or work harder yeah um, just because yeah. you lift the hours it's about everything that encompasses it i'm always surprised when um people kind of act or even you know say it that you know the world's against them because they're trying mm. the same thing over and over mm. um you know we all know to you know whatever you're doing you can mm. you gotta try things different ways right but it's tough though isn't it i think it's really really difficult to go what i've done is not right mm. what do i do next i think that is really really tough especially because of nowadays like how fast things move um you know six months now it feels like 10 years you know and i think that's where it's like it's really difficult to pick up and be like okay cool that didn't work what else can i do how do i yeah. do it again yeah um you know and i think that's where it's really really difficult does it make it easier or harder having you know having the the part-time job having that having that job because i mean on one side it means that you know if a tour doesn't go well or a release doesn't go as you'd expect then you you know you, you do have that income but at the same time you're always fighting for time yeah um it's a really good question i, I think for me there's definitely elements of the part-time job that i missed um that right. I, I miss i mean and i think yeah you know one of those things was just human interaction um mm. in, in mm. music you in music it's so easy to just have like your friends are a musician your manager your da -da -da -da, everyone in your circle just does music and i think it can easily become really toxic and i think having a part-time job for me was just like a haven i used to go there and not have to speak about music if i didn't want i just have yeah. i can just i'm folding jeans but it was just away from this pressure of like what are you up to now what are you doing now what are you doing now and yeah, like just yeah. meeting people that are just in different walks of life also there's so much music that i found just working on the shop floor do you know what i'm saying like just yeah. hearing other people's tastes of music yeah a lot of the time you end up congregating with friendships that are people that's listening to the same thing as you but when you meet somebody that's not in your friendship group you learn loads and i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do miss that i miss like structure sometimes like right now it's obviously like insanely busy right now in terms of work and like which i'm really grateful for but i think when i had a part-time job and music wasn't going as insane as it is now like it was great to have a place that i knew okay on wednesday i'm gonna have to go to work so i'll have mm -hmm. to like 
manage my time and not like mm-hmm. wake up at 12 p- like 12 in the afternoon and go to yeah. bed at 3 a.m like i had to go okay cool like how am i managing my time like how am i making it the most productive i can and i think yeah yeah i learned tons about that as well so yeah man like it's it's a bit of both i think time wise i think that's suppose the good thing about what i'm doing now as in being a full-time musician is you know i can focus my energy on the recuperation of writing i think sometimes like making music and writing stuff can be quite draining um so having to do that and then have to go to work would be quite difficult yeah Um, so what's nice is being able to be like okay cool i've done that session today let me have a day off tomorrow let me just collect my thoughts and whatever and that kind of stuff um but yeah have you have you found yourself picking up different stories from different places not being in the in the shop yeah well i think like i just kind of always have an uh i'm able to like stock things like, i go okay cool that's a cool story i want to save that that'll make a great song or mm. i want to save that so it could be like five years ago i can still have like a bank of like right themes and topics or a lyric or whatever that i'm able to then build upon um you know and i think even with collaboration you find that works really well because you know you're able to like tap into somebody else's creative process and speak about things and then get that on the page so yeah like i I I still, I still talk to some of the guys that I worked with at, at the shop or whatever. So, you know, I'm still t- checking in and seeing how they are and all that kind of stuff. And it's just always all good. So, yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I love what you said about, you know, the structure and the, the main elements of the job that, that you liked, you know, because I yeah. feel like I feel like there is a there, that kind of narrative or rhetoric of like, you know, always climbing higher, you know, you're always yeah. on to the next thing, you're always kind of beating down new goals and stuff. And, you know, yeah. I imagine that is part of it. But at the same time, you're human. And I, and I like what you said earlier about going wide, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not yeah. necessarily going up. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to like, I think gratitude is something that I learned so much over the last year, just being mm. grateful, bro. Like, like it's mad. Like, obviously this has been like probably the most difficult year we've ever seen ever. Um, but like, I think especially the first lockdown, like as humans, we just had to like adapt and learn mm. Mm. and be like, look at ourselves and be like, Oh my God, I'm really happy that I'm not dead or I'm yeah. not good. Like, and I think on a real basic level, like I've just really been practicing gratitude, man. And like, mm. you know, I've, I've, I've probably been the least concerned with the music industry um, now than I've ever been. And I think that's what's really freeing about that. Like not being like, I really wish I had the cover of this. I really yeah. wish I got played by that. And the, the way that it's so freeing to be like, oh, like genuinely happy for, for some of my peers and being like, wow, like you've achieved that. You know, I think is is great. So yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a process, but yeah, no, I'm, I think gratitude definitely is a, a massive part. That's a feeling you got to hold on to, right? Because yeah, anyone can see no matter what you're doing, you can you know you can lose that. You can lose that quite quickly, well, especially when it's compared. Like you know, when you're looking at like numbers and streams and views, mm, and mm. like I think one thing I want if whoever's listening, like I think there's not a time where you just stop. Like if your focus is on views or streams or whatever 
Like, there's not going to be a day where you go, okay, well, cool, I've got a million, I'm now happy. It's going to be like, I, I've got a million, now I want two million, or I've got 10 million, and I, I want mm-hmm. 20 million. Like, it never, it will never, like, fill that void. Like, you just got to be grateful for what you get and be like, you know, I'm really happy about the fact that I'm able to do this and people can hear that. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Did you find it quite funny, you know, having that time to sit down and be able to write and do the admin side and just be a be an artist full time? Did that take you a little while to get used to this time last year? Yeah. Well, like I um it's funny, like I so when lockdown happened, like I bought a microphone. Like I'd never had a microphone before, like that I owned, really? which is hilarious. I was That's like, oh, funny, like, yeah. So I spoke to like the in one of my like person I work with quite closely like um called rick who has a studio down the road and i was like oh like obviously i couldn't go studio because of lockdown so i was like oh like what should i do and he's like oh like buy a mic and sent me a mic that i should buy and it's a usb mic and i bought it and then i ended up like like being obsessed and like i made a mixtape in like seven days like on like my first time doing it and like made a mixtape like mixed it recorded it mastered it all myself like just like in a week yeah so it's called lo-fi lockdown and i did it in the space of seven days and I've got like people to send in verses and all that kind of stuff and like that was like insane and it did really really well like on Bandcamp and stuff and then we finally put on Spotify later down the road but like it was the maddest thing like I'd never like my job is right it's like being a, a carpenter and having no tools I had no microphone I'm like how on yeah. earth have I survived so yeah no, it, like it was it was that and then yeah then I kind of got stuck in with um with Jack and, and made the, the album um the locket that's coming out in a, in a month so yeah so how how soon after lo-fi lockdown did did you link up with jack uh, so i've known jack for a while so like basically we i i featured on his last album called god first and like he um he asked me to do like a, a feature like on a remix of one of the songs so mm. we met and we just like instantly became really really good friends and like outside of music so we started making music maybe a couple of songs from the album maybe three years ago and then like obviously his band Bombay Bicycle Club kind of got back together um, and started like dropped an album and did a tour and so it kind of like you know petered out a little bit and then obviously lockdown happened and like they were supposed to be doing loads of festivals and he was like well we're not anymore Jackie we should look at this album again and so like from about yeah like end of June July we, we got stuck in and we finished it like we just did the album and finished the album by like what November wow um, and it was insane yeah it was it was an amazing experience but like yeah we were became extremely close because yeah we we're just literally seeing each other every day like it was yeah. like i we basically joined bubbles like i was part of his bubble and he was part of mine so like we were literally with each other like all the time and just speaking kind of just going through this thing together and so when you listen to the album hopefully you hear that closeness and hear that that you know affection and love and all that mm. kind of stuff that we kind of poured into it from mm. our experience of making it together have you talked about you know the the subject this podcast about being an artist and being a human and those two things trying you know overlapping and kind of constantly being in uh, have you spoken to him much about that and his experience in Bombay Bicycle Club and well yeah yeah like I think he he's I ask him a lot of things like I ask him a lot of just interesting topics and like how do you deal with that and how did that feel um you know, because I think they've been doing it for so long and they started so young that like he's changed and he's grown up a lot as well. So he's able to be like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out very well. or That worked really, really well. And, you know, so on a, like what's great is that like I've never been in the band before. And I think this album 
it feels like we're in a band you know we're doing yeah, press together yeah, yeah. we're doing you know we're doing f- videos together we're doing this x y and z together so i'm getting to feel what that feels like to you know and, and we're going on tour in august and we're doing some festivals that are about to be announced as well and, and i think i'm just really excited to like you know be able to do that and like my dj is uh is, is called chucks and he's like my best friend and so it's great being able to see jack and chucks all work together as my friends that we happen to do music together and Chucks is all over the album as well. And so, yeah, man, it was, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really fortunate. It's definitely something that I'm like super happy about. And, you know, I think it's the perfect time in terms of like making a transition from like working to not working in terms of like in retail, this was the perfect way of kind of introducing myself into this, into this space. Um, definitely. What I think is cool about it is that it's, it's like, uh, you know, the concept of it isn't exactly a new thing, but it feels new. It feels, Mm. it feels fresh. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that, I guess maybe it's because of you two individuals, you know, you and Jack and the people, the people that you are, but it feels like a real kind of brown, feels like a groundbreaking thing. Oh, thank you, man. I I think, um, you know, we, one of our connections that we love, obviously, like Tribe and Jay Diller and stuff like that. And we love the, the energy that it gives. But also, like, we're, we're from London. We're from different parts of London. And me and Jack have diff- lived de- very different lives. But we're so similar. It's the weirdest thing. Like, we're so different. Like, it's funny. Like, one of our videos is for a song called Vibrate. And we had to go to, like, a, a theme yeah. park and shoot it there. And I was <laughs> saying that how it, it looks like a... I hate roller coasters, innit? I absolutely hate them. And Jack <laughs> loves them. So I had to rap on one and uh and it's funny i was saying like how it looks like jack's like a supply teacher taking like a bad kid on a school trip um in the video that is so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh no i hate no i genuinely hate roller coasters and i had to like oh, not only go on them i had to rap on them like five six times and it was awful <laughs> he was like wetting himself like absolutely loving it um but yeah man like we we're it's it's i think the album is like we're really proud of it and what's crazy about music making i think especially is like when we're making the album we didn't really know we were making we're just Mm. like this is how it Mm. feels and like what's crazy that it's obviously coming out you know um after things open up touch wood um and it it really feels like it's an album of positivity and hope to kind of help us get through you know this kind of mad period of time and i think that's what's amazing about it is that we're listening to the songs and being like wow is that how we felt like we were obviously digging d- deep into this thing and that's what we kind of came across and that's amazing so yeah i find that fascinating about you know the companionship that you've had and because uh, you, you're gonna have that companionship like you say your dj is your best mate yeah. um but that that is the kind of thing that you get from being in a group isn't it those kinds yeah. of ideas and those vibrations that yeah. you know probably wouldn't have been there otherwise 100 percent, and i think that's what's most beautiful about collaboration you know it's mm. like it's, it's making a new picture with other people's experiences and you know and, and coming together and being like okay cool you put that red paint in there i'll put that blue paint in there you put that yellow paint in there and then you're right. making a new bit of art and i think that's what's amazing about you know making an album in this way has has your idea you know you know your self-identity has that kind of changed in the last year from doing that project mm. this project of who you are and what you want to sound like and kind of, you know, what you can kind of vision, you know, your vision for yourself. Well, I think it's really interesting. I think like with making music, a lot of the times you're working in, in, a, in arrears. So, mm. you know, like the album was finished in December. It's coming out in July, you know, so like it's, you know, I'm currently writing another album currently as I'm releasing this album, which is an absolute mindfuck, but you know, that like we're here now. But like, yeah, like, <laughs> but it's, it's funny because they're usually like, well, for me anyway, like great music is like, should be a snapshot 
of a time. It should be a snapshot of how you feel at that moment. So I think my growth, like you should, you should always grow by the time it's out because you've been, you made it like made it months ago and it should be mm. a representation of how you're feeling at the time. And so, yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think I've definitely grown. I think I'm definitely more comfortable in like, in who I am as, as an, like, you know, as, as a, as a, as a human, but also like as a career and as an artist and like what I want to do. And, you know, like, you know, I think that's what has kind of happened over the last, you know, however long um, is that. I, I never sort of failed to see the irony of, you know, when an artist is doing a campaign, they're, yeah. they're talking about how they felt six months to a year ago. Yeah. Is that a hard thing? You know, even talking about it now, is it kind of weird to kind of try and put yourself um, out there? No, because I think there are experiences that I'm doing for the first time because of this album. So whether it's like with us doing like live videos or, you mm. know, all that kind of stuff or like getting ready for like festivals and stuff like that, I'm having to like learn the lyrics again, like and learn the vibe again. So then it feels quite, quite new. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think like for some reason we kind of made an album that kind of feels like it was like a prophecy. Like it's like the weirdest thing of like, we need an album of like hope and positivity and gratitude. And, and, you know, this idea of the locket in itself is like capturing memories. And so it's kind of worked perfectly for the time it's dropping, which is like, yeah, like, which is now. So, yeah. Totally. Well, Barney, I mean, thanks so much for, for coming on this. I'm stoked about the record and I can't wait no. to see you live. Yeah, man. No, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Like, I think this is such an important uh, chat to have. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to be able to speak about stuff like this. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Just to end with, I mean, I loved what, you know, we started talking about, which was what you were saying, which is, you know, people are embarrassed. People don't want to talk about it. People want to hide mm. away from that. Mm. I mean, you know, if there's anyone listening to this that, you know, you, yeah. you, you could, you could, you could say something to, I mean, mm. you know, it, it is about just being real, right? Because especially mm. with social media. You have to understand that there's more people, significantly more people that are in positions of having a job, working a da 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 than there are the other way around. So if anything, like find a connect, you'd rather find a connection with the majority of people that would relate to what you're saying than trying to like hide it and disguise it. Like, man, just live your truth. People will really reward honesty and, and relatability. And so I think like, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of embracing that. Cause like for me, like I'm so happy and I'm fortunate that like everyone that's kind of supported me along the way, you know, I've just been myself and like, it's the best feeling, you know, it's the best yeah. feeling to be able to be like, yeah, like. Barney, I saw you at that show. You had like five people there, but I had a great time. Or I saw you at that place. I'm saying like, that's totally. it's important to embrace those things because, you know, it, it, it builds character and you'll be able to look back at it really fondly. Being able to be yourself means you're going to create the most honest art. Yeah, and, no, exactly. You know, we all know that, you know, uh, you got to you got to be authentic. You can tell when, when something's not. Oh yeah, man. That's a hundred percent. And I think like, even if you can't immediately, you'll, you'll learn, you'll see it like, a year a couple of years later do you know what i'm saying and i think mm. that's where you know if you just be as authentic as you possibly can and even if it's you being like i'm really the, i don't know who i am at the moment that's mm. still a that's still a topic i still a human like mm -hmm. i think sometimes we really like finding our differences rather than finding our, our similarities and i think that's where things go wrong like don't be afraid to you know to connect with people on a real human level and you'll be surprised at the outcomes and of course these definitions are kind of uh, 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 you kind of see them for how they are in hindsight you rarely mm. see things for how they are when they're happening and yeah. i suppose there's there's always as an artist there's always going to be you're kind of in, in a state of like confusion <laughs> all yeah, the time no, right? 100%, like, i mean no, how I do think... you battle that how do you navigate that 
Well, like it's real. I say simple because, like, I do quit often. So don't don't get me wrong. Like, I do have my days of like thinking I should be a a vet or something. Um, <laughs> but I think it's one thing that I learned is like you're never as bad as they say you are. You're never as good as they say you are. Mm-hmm. So like having that level of like you know you don't be held to this idea of like you're this thing. Like just be like love people be nice to people work hard like i think definitely work hard take time whatever but yeah man like just don't get caught up in the hype like you know like for me for example like right now things are going really well man like really really well and i'm a little bit overwhelmed sometimes but at the same time i've got my friends i've got my family i've got you know i've got jack i've got whoever and i just feel like yeah like hype is hype like it doesn't really mean much like it's about who who you are inside and how you navigate that and how you feel um you know and how you display that and how you you know you know um give that out and so yeah that's what i would say i love that barney thanks so much that's such a perfect end thank you so much for having me man i think it was i really enjoyed myself amazing thanks so much cheers bro so there he is barney artist whose new record with mr jukes jack from bombay bicycle club the locket coming out 6th of august cheers for listening here's cox Barra. I've been working all day for me mate on the side Running around like a blue ass fly I've been working, yeah I've been working all day for me mate Every blinking minute I've been on the go This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.